Yes, my name is Hava. Uh, I will tell you now, my name in Spanish, we say gallo. And if you, you can translate my name in English, it's like rooster. My wife's uh, name is White. And my daughter both have two, the two last names. So the last name is Melissa Gallo White. Melissa Gallo Blanco. So, like a white rooster. But uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Really, we are enjoy the, your hospitality, your love, and, and we feel uh, we don't deserve that. And, uh, um, and you are uh, such a blessing for our life. Thank you for uh, giving give us the opportunity to stay and, and, and trying to be a bless for you. So uh, let's pray. And after that, I want to share a couple of verses. Dear God, thank you for your worth. Thank you because you, we can open. We had the freedom to do it. And we pray for many countries. They are having a tough situation with this. And, and God, we pray for, for this church. We pray for our life. We want to hear your voice. Please, God, use me. And use my mouth. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Tonight, I want to talk about signs of a healthy church. And this morning, we was uh, driving to uh, Windsor, and we passed by a couple of churches. And something I know, it was uh, rainbow flags. You know what I'm talking about? Know? And, and another science and, and I was thinking, they are supposed a Christian church, but they are changing things. You know what I mean? And, and all this day I was praying and, 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 and praying to the Lord to say, okay, what, what do you want to, I, I can talk this, this night. And, and God put this in my heart, signs of a healthy church, because we are living in a difficult moment in our Christianity. Many churches, they are going down. And I am not talking about numbers, because numbers are numbers. And I'm talking about many churches, they are losing their passion for the Lord. Many churches, they are losing their love for the Word of God, the compassion for others. Many churches are changing the doctrine, the good doctrine, for motivational teaching. Uh, churches are changing the holy life for tolerant and popular churches. And they are changing God's righteousness for the man right. And they are changing the true message for politically correct speech. And uh, I think we are living in tough moments. And I'm talking not only uh, in, in America, in the United States, I'm talking about around the world. Now, if you talk with somebody about what is the, success, uh, what is the successful of a church, they will see numbers. Oh, this church is successful because they had a, a thousand people. Or this church is great church because they had a, a huge budget. Or this church is a successful because they had a, a beautiful building and, and, and a facility. And I will tell you something. Uh, numbers are numbers. When we are talking about a healthy church, when we are talking about a successful church, it's nothing about numbers. It's about the heart of the church. And... Uh, 
for many people, they think that. They think numbers, they think in people, they think in budget and facility. But tonight I will see with you, we will see a healthy and successful church in the beginning of the time when we are talking about in the book of Acts. If you read with me Acts chapter 2, verse 42 and 47, Acts Chapter 2, verse 42 to 47. And we will see this successful church without facility, without budget, but with the God, with God power. And in verse 42, the, our Bible say, And they continue steadfastly in the apostle doctrine, and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and prayers. And fear come up every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostle. And all the believers were together, and had all things in, all thing common, and sold their possession and goods, and parted them to all men as every man has need. Verse 46, and they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as shall be saved. And uh, when we are talking about successful, we read this, we read about the, the, the first church. Because there was a church with any facility. It was a church without budget. It was a church with uh, uh, nothing talking about resource. But this church will have something different. The church has the God power. And we can see that when we read this about this, the beginning of, of the first church, we can see that it was a, a successful church. It was a healthy church. For example, in verse 44 and 46, it was a united church. And the 40, 44, they say, and all they believe were together and had all the things in common. It was a united church. It was a generous church. Verse 45. And there sold the possession and goods and poured. Then all men, as every man had a need. It was a generous church. It was a happy church. Verse 46. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and break the bread from house to house. And did it their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. It was a happy church. It was a respectful church. In verse 47 Say, praising God and having the favor, the favor with all the people. All the people was having a favor. And that word favor is uh, graciousness, influence. It was a church with impact for the community. So it was a respectful church. It was a, a, a fruitful church. Verse 47, the last part. And the Lord add to the church daily such as shall be saved. So it was a successful church. But why? Why this church in the beginning? Why the first church? It was so the impact to the world. 
They changed the world. You remember when, when the, they called for the first time the Christians? In one, in one moment, the, the people would say, hey, this guy, they, how do you say? It's like they are putting everything like crazy. They are changing a lot of stuff. And why? Because it was a church with power. It was a church healthy, successful. And I'm not talking about numbers or, or money or facility. It was because there was a commitment with the Lord. And, for example, in the verse uh, 42, we read, say, and they continue steadfastly. And this word is talking about perseverance. I'm practicing this word all day. Perseveres. And this word is talking about uh, constantly, diligent. It's talking about when somebody take a, like a commitment and say, okay, I will do it. And I remember a phrase. I, I think you, you know that. The Marines. What the Marines say? American Marines. What's the phrase they use? Semper. Simplify. And, and, and in Spanish is close, simplify, siempre fiel. In uh, English is always faithful. And that was the secret of the, this church. Why it was a healthy church? Why it was a church with uh, God's power? Why this church impacted the community? Why this church, it was so respectful for the people. It was the favor of the people who was within. Why? Because this church, it was a faithful church. It was a faithful church. It was the beginning of the church. And tonight, I want to share with you what we need to do to be a healthy church. And we need to persevere. Persevering what? And the Bible says in the verse... It, 42, in the doctrine, and the fellowship, in breaking of bread, and in prayers. So let's start. In verse 43, the beginning of the church, it was so powerful. You can read with me, verse 43. And fear come up every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. It was a powerful church, so people were scared. Uh, there was wonder because the people that was they they see the power of God through this church, and, and it was for that it was for God because they were a commitment with the Lord. They take this commitment, and how we know that? Look with me in the verse. How we know they were a, a people with a real commitment with the Lord? Verse forty-five. And sold their possession and goods, and part then all men as every man has need. How we know there was a commitment in this church, because they start to sell their possession. And, and I don't, I don't tell you that to you. Okay, don't we think, oh, Pastor, the brother Gallo say we need to sell our possession. I don't say that, but maybe we need to do it. And this church was commitment with the Lord. And why they sold the possession? Somebody, I heard somebody say, well, because they was waiting the Lord. The Lord was coming. Yeah, maybe that, yeah, that can be. But I think this church was so commitment with the Lord. 
and they will try to invest all their money, all their possession in the word of God, in the work of God. If somebody tell you about a good business, somebody come and say, hey, pastor, I had a good business for you. You need to invest this kind of money and you, and you sow it's a good business. Maybe you will do it. So we have the best business in the world. Amen. It's the gospel. It's the church. And when we see this, begin, this church in the beginning, they will so encourage to invest in the word of God, in the work of God. So they sold their possession. They sold everything because they believe it was the right thing to do. They believe it was the, the right thing to put their possession. And one verse comes to my mind, Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. For where your treasure is, there will you heart be also. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And sometimes we put our treasure in different part of different things. And this church in the beginning, it was so powerful because for them, the Lord, it was all in their life. One of my favorite verse in the Bible is Philippians chapter 3, verse 7. And this was the verse when I, when I took, when I was the first believer, I said, this is my verse. But what thing were gained to me, thus are content lost for Christ. And, and dear brothers, if we want to see the power of God impacting community, if we want to see a successful church, and I'm not talking about numbers, we need to start to put our heart in his hands and say, Lord, I'm here. You are the one in my life. I want to have a commitment with you and invest in the work, in the work of God. So this church persevere, persevere in doctrine. And the word of doctrine is instruction. It's talking about the base of our faith. And we live times when the people are changing the good doctrine. They are changing for politically correct speech. I remember a, a preacher friends one day a, a church invited him to preach and and he visited the church and a couple of days before the pastor called him and said, "Hey, uh, you are, if you come, please don't say nothing about sin because the people don't like hear that." And, and if you come, please don't say nothing about blood. You know, Jesus' blood. It's like, um, talk about love. Talk about patience. But please don't tell the people they are going to the hell if they don't have Jesus in their heart. And my friend say, okay, pastor, I will do that. And he visited the church and he preached the gospel. <laughs> and, and they never invite him again. But, but what I try to say Many churches are changing their doctrines because they want more people. They want more people in their places. They want more people coming. So, Pastor, if you want more people, we can put a rainbow flags outside. And I will tell you, a bunch of people that will come in. But that's not right. So the first church, it was so powerful. It was so impacted the community because they persevered in the doctrine. What they learn from the apostle, what they uh, receive, that instruction they receive. 
uh, in Proverbs chapter 22, 28, the Bible says, Remove not the ancient landmark which the Father has set. And today we live in this Christianity when everybody wants to start to move, you know, defense, and they say, okay, we are not agree, but we will move a little bit. You know, all this situation in this world, we will move a little bit. And they're moving the doctrine. And dear brothers, we're living in hard times. And, and it's hard to be faithful to the doctrine. It's hard. And, and like the pastor say, in Argentina, we had the same problem that here. And something I learned is we need to be faithful to the word of God. And we don't care if the people don't like that. We will preach it. And we will see it. So the first thing is persevere in the doctrines. The second thing is persevere in the fellowship. And this word fellowship in the Greek is close to Spanish, koinonia. It's a fellowship, it's partnership, it's communion. And this church was healthy because they are not only persevere in the doctrine, they'll persevere in the fellowship. And here it's not talking about only about our relationship with God. It's talking about fellowship between the brothers. We need be together. Dear brother, I need you. And you need me. And we are living times when the world tried to change that. And now it's all everything online. But we can hug anybody online. We can express all our love online. We can, we can try. But the fellowship, it's about brothers staying together. Some pastors say one day, I hear, when two brothers are together, exceptional things happen. Because it's the Holy Spirit between them. And dear brothers, if we want to impact community, if we want to impact our world, if we want to be a healthy church, uh, a successful church, we need to persevere in the fellowship. Come to church. We need it. We need to be in the church. You know, in Argentina, we, we cook a lot with uh, the meat, but we don't use the grill. Here it's really fancy, you know, the grill. You don't, how do you say you don't uh, ensucia? You, yeah, okay, you don't get dirty your hands. But in Argentina, we use uh, charcoal. And if we want to cook something, we need to take like 30 minutes before we put the meat. So it's, it's like a work. But something I learned, it's if you had all the charcoal and they are burning, and you take one of them, and you put away. You know what will happen with that charcoal? They will, what? But if you put again, together with the other one, they will burn again. That's the fellowship. We need to be together. I know the COVID is a, a, a really tough situation, dear brother. I know it. And my heart is broken with that. Because we love people. And, and I can imagine an how the pastor feel. Many pastors, they feel like broken heart because they love being with people, busy people. 
The fellowship is that. We need to stay together. We need it. And, and I want to talk about that now. But the Bible talks a lot about the unity. Like a body. And today, with all this situation, we are divided. One in that area, other in that area. And we talk only for phone or online. And it's good. We need. But it's more healthy if we can be together. So this church it was powerful. This church it was as successful because this church persevered in the doctrine, persevered in the fellowship, but this church persevered in breaking of bread. And he's talking about worship. Worship together, remembering the Savior. Remember our Lord. Remember his work, what he did for us. And for that reason, it's very important. If we want to be, if we want to, be a successful church, a healthy church. We need to persevere in the worship. And I will tell you something. You can worship online. <laughs> it's hard, or no? I watch my, my, in my church in Salta, and I will tell you something. When they are singing, we don't sing. But when you are in church and you worship the Lord, and you sing to the Lord, something happens in our hearts. And it's his presence with us. And I don't want to be like, a, a, give a message to rebel, you know, I say, come on, don't worry about all the COVID. I will tell you the truth. If you want to be a successful church, you need to be here. We need to be here. To persevere in the doctrine, to persevere in the fellowship, to persevere in the worship. But the fourth thing, Persevere in the prayers. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17 say, Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Never stop. And in Salta, in our church, our more important service is the prayer meeting and every Wednesday night. And we talk with the church about that. We teach the church about this is the more important church when we come to pray. You know why? Because the prayer meeting in all the world, they are empty. We don't persevere together to pray. When was the last time when you pray with a brother together for something? When was the last time when we prayed like a family? And I will tell you something. When you read the the. The, gospel, the, the John, Matthew, John, and Luke, one of the questions uh, the, for the disciple to Jesus, it was, Jesus, please teach us how to pray. They never asked to Jesus, Jesus, teach us how to make miracles or how help people. They say, teach us how to pray. Because our prayers... It's a very important tools. It's a very and powerful tools in our hands. We need to back and pray more. A healthy church, a successful church, is a church with persevere in the doctrine, in the fellowship, in breaking of bread and worship and in prayer. And I hope 
we can take this commitment and say, okay, Lord, I want to be part of a great church. I want to be part of a successful church. I want to be part of a healthy church. And that's a start with a commitment. We say, Lord, I'm here to do it. I'm ready to do it. There will be hard. God made great things when few people. You can read the Bible, you will see. And I will tell you something, a powerful church is nothing about people, money or thousand people. It's about commitment hard with the Lord. And we can change and make the difference in this world. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for the opportunity to share this verse. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Because you talk to my heart first. And I pray because I want to be faithful. Sympathy. Always faithful. And persevere in the doctrine. Persevere in the fellowship. Persevere in the worship. And persevere in the prayers. Bless this church. Bless the church around the world. And give us the opportunity to be part of your work, showing your power through us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.